Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. Um, so now we're going to be talking some uh, NBA. We're going to, he's a very good NBA writer for The Athletic. His name's Alex Schiffer. Good to catch up with you again. Alex, welcome in. Thank you for having me. You know, I love talking to you guys. Well, we do, and we love getting your insights as well uh, because so much happens off the basketball court. It's all about to be parked, and we're going to go play. Um, I was trying to look at um, sort of the marquee switches from teams, signings, releases, but there is so many. Um, it's been a very active off-season, Alex. Yeah, I mean, you know, Deontay Murray going to Atlanta, uh, Malcolm Brogdon to Boston, Rudy Gobert to Minnesota. There's definitely a lot of trades this summer, without question. Wanted to go through a few teams with you. Obviously, I can't get through them all, but Golden State Warriors, they've lost a couple of veterans in Peyton and Porter. They've had a punch-up between Draymond Green and Jordan Poole. Is, is team culture the first thing they have to fix? Uh, is that something that Steve Kerr got a big job ahead of him there? You know, it's been interesting. I mean, they've been pretty drama-free throughout Steve Kerr's time there. So I, I how quickly this blows over will be interesting just because they haven't really dealt with anything like this since the Draymond-Kevin Durant blow up in 2018. But that wasn't any physical altercation anyway. So I uh, I, I think they, they have a bit more of a tougher Western Conference and they're a year older. I think those mm. are their bigger problems. I think they're pretty good given their continuity when it comes to sifting through drama, all things considered. All right, the Bucks is another one I wanted to mention because um, while some teams have had lots of comings and goings, a pretty settled roster. I think 16 of the 20 from last season are back and they've added a 35-year-old veteran um, in Joe Ingles. Um Giannis, obviously, best player in the league. Is the settled roster a good thing for the Bucks? Yeah, I think they have a lot of continuity. I think they have they know who they are, and you know, as you said, they have a lot of depth. And you know, Chris Middleton is going to be out the first few weeks of the season, coming back from that wrist injury that cost them in the playoffs. So they're going to need other guys to step up. But I, I think you can make a case of the title favorite. Yeah, and what about the Clippers? Uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, obviously their lead players there. And uh, John Wall from the Rockets, um, he's going to contribute points. He's, he's a bit of an assist wizard. How does he fit into the makeup when you've got two strong players like Leonard and George? Yeah, they're, the Clippers are a really fascinating team to me. I think they're the deepest team in the league. I would say their top 12 players can go against anybody's, if not separate themselves. You know, it looks like John Wall's going to come off the bench, and obviously he hasn't played in a year. So what he looks like, you know, the first few months of the season doesn't really matter as much to me as how he looks come, you know, January, February, March. So I, I think the Clippers could win the whole thing if they stay healthy. And, um, you know, they, they're they not – you know, I, I said Milwaukee's my title favorite, but I think they're a very good threat to make the NBA Finals. 
Well, one of the I'm going to finish with the with Boston and the Lakers, but Boston. I mean, the biggest news is their coach has been suspended for the entire season, which is quite an unbelievable sentence. But um, how will that affect the team? Is he still on the books, and will he return after a year? What's his status? Yeah, it, it's going to be really interesting. You know, um, my understanding is he's still on the books, but at a significantly reduced salary. And it's crazy, you know, you don't really see a one-year suspension for for a coach that doesn't just end up getting fired. So if the replacement coach, um, you know, does a good enough job, maybe they let him go. You know, he Ime Udoka is a very good coach, even though he's only coached one year as a head coach. And I think there'd be a very popular market for him, depending upon if anything else comes out about his suspension. Um, so how the Celtics handle it's going to be very interesting. And, and I think it starts with the season they have first. And, you know, if they win the whole thing or go deep without him, maybe it's addition by subtraction. Mm. Just for those that don't know, the, the coach's indiscretion, I guess you could say he got into foul trouble off the court with one of the female staff members. Um, a 12-month suspension seems quite hefty. What's the feedback on, on what he's copped? Yeah, you know, um, as you said, it, we don't know, uh, you know, it was a relationship with a female staffer. We don't know a lot beyond that. And that's kind of made it tough to evaluate here in the States just what what to make of the whole thing. You know, a lot of people say if he's been suspended for a whole year, why not just fire him? Others have talked about, you know, there, there's clearly something missing here that we a part of the story that we don't know about that, you know, probably would explain a lot of this. So it, it's been a very... Um, I think a lot of people have rushed to judgment on some on some of this. You know, while others, especially in the media, have said like, you know, let's take a minute and and discuss what we know and what we don't know. And I, I think what we don't know is, uh, you know, could answer a lot of those questions right now. Yeah, I guess maybe more will be leaked out. It, it seems to be inevitable these days that uh, the full story will eventually come out. I have to talk to you about the Lakers, one of the storied teams, a huge support base down here in New Zealand. And in recent times, they've been a shambles. Uh, they've got the best player of the modern era, no doubt, LeBron James. Russell Westbrook is in there as well. Anthony Davis has been injury riddled. But Russell Westbrook... He, he's too good to not be good. Is he sort of on a last chance? What do you expect from Russell Westbrook? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of think that he is the, uh, what's the metaphor I'm looking for? I mean, he's kind of the, the monkey right now on their back or, or the weight on their shoulders that I, I don't know if, um, I don't know if, um, how do I put this? You know, as you said, they, they, he hurt his hamstring, but he's supposed to play tomorrow night. But at, at the same time, you know, he, he's a shell of his former self and he's got a $47.5 million contract this year. You know, um, you know, it's going to be tough to trade him. You know, they'd have to give up probably two first round picks to trade him, even though they gave up two first round picks to get him in the first place. And, you know, there's really not a lot of great options out there for them trade wise. And, you know, it's only one year he'd be a rental wherever he goes, but, you know, it's a lot to ask teams, especially in the luxury tax. You know, hypothetically, if the Nets took him, he'd be an additional $50 million, in addition to his $47 million contract because of the luxury tax. Jeez. So it's, uh, it's a tough conundrum there because there really isn't a great plan for how to handle all that. And I think the best scenario is he plays and fits in at whatever they're trying to do. But many are skeptical that he's going to do that because it's not really his style. So, you know, um, right now he's kind of their cross to bear and... 
there aren't really a lot of great options in terms of trading him or, or, or making it work. Yeah, because LeBron James, have we, like, fantastic player, but have we seen the best of him in the past? Can he, can he just keep going? I mean, his scoring average this past year was about as good as the, um, you know, as good as the others in his career right up there. And he's, you know, obviously in his late 30s. So I, I think he's continued to prove that he can play at a high level um, deep into his, as he's gotten older. So I, I think that LeBron has earned the benefit of the doubt. And um, and I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, he averaged 30.3 points per game last year. That's higher than a lot of the years of his prime. So I, I think he deserves the benefit of the doubt until father he you know until he shows father times maybe caught up with him a step or two. Yeah. So we we've heard your first couple of picks. Who who's a smoky that you know that might be hovering around people's sort of sixth, seventh, eighth pick? Who could really? Um, either start slow and build their way and become a playoff contender, or who's one that's not getting talked about in the NBA? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, you know, I'm very intrigued by uh, by Cleveland after trading for Donovan Mitchell. You know, um, they um, they have a, lo- a young core all around age 25 or younger between Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, Jared Allen. You know, they, I think they can make a lot of noise for a few years. I, I think they're a good dark horse in the East. And I also would, you know, Miami is always a team to, to keep an eye on. And, you know, Philadelphia got James Harden back. He's had a full offseason. He said he feels good. They got P.J. Tucker and Daniel House. So it wouldn't stun me if they could make a run of the conference finals. And then, you know, uh, in the West, New Orleans with Zion Williamson back. And they have C.J. McCollum and Brandon Ingram. I think they're a, a impressive trio. And, uh, you know, Memphis with John Morant is such a uh, is such a good team. And they won a lot without him last year. So I think they're really well bounced. And then Denver brings back uh, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., Nikola Jokic. If they're healthy, I think they could win the whole thing because they just have so much offensive firepower. So I'd say Denver and and New Orleans are my sleepers in the West and Cleveland and uh, Cleveland and uh, Miami are my main in the East. What about a rookie? Who's a rookie? Who who's come out of the draft? There's probably not a Zion Armstrong out there, but who's a rookie that could make some headlines this year? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I would say, you know, obviously Paolo Banchero was the number one pick, but um, you know, I I'm a big fan of uh, of Jabari Smith, who uh, who went to the Rockets. You know, they have a young core that. I think could be like Cleveland in a few years. Um, I mean, the easy answer next year is obviously going to be Victor Wembanyama. I don't know how popular he is in New Zealand, but uh, the big French player, he uh, he looks like he's primed to make some noise. And then I'd also just say, um, I say Shaden Sharp, who's only eighteen or nineteen for Portland. He was a surprise pick to go that high. Um, I'm also curious to see what happens with uh, Australia's own Dyson Daniels from from your neck of the woods. Mm. Uh, with the Pelicans, they they draft really, really well as an organization. Brilliant, Alex. We've got to scoot away. Always appreciate your time and your insights. Thanks for chatting to New Zealand today. Thank you for having me. Cheers. Alex Schiffer, the Athletic NBA writer. Great chat, great chat. New sport and weather with Johnny Mac. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.